Hello there, Jacksonators. What's going on? Jacqueline Jacks from AVA Live Radio here with a daily Jacks. Did you see Coachella? I mean, even if you didn't make it, you could totally watch it on YouTube. There were three different channels live every single day. Even if you missed it that night before, it literally was on replay all day until it started again <laughs> the next day. So it was like three full days of Coachella. You didn't have to have a crappy hotel hotel room. You didn't have to get on a plane without a mask. You didn't have to like go nuts and and be out in that crazy desert heat and everybody was so hot. Oh my God, they were complaining like crazy. But I mean, still, if you like the Coachella experience and you wanted to go anyway, I'm sure you had a great time. And if you did, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter and show me your pics because I would love to see your pictures. I'm also on Instagram at Jacqueline Jacks. But aside from that, Did you know that Coachella actually generates a massive amount of streams on Spotify? Like 11 million streams on Spotify, guys. Yeah, that's right. That's across all music fans compiling playlists of the artists that they saw at Coachella. So literally, here they are partying it up with the crowd or online, and then they make a playlist filling it with the artists that they just learned about at Coachella. And I know, even speaking for myself, like I know Harry Styles, I know Billie Eilish, I knew a lot of like Swedish House Mafia, you know, Dojo Cat, a lot of them were familiar to me, but there were also a lot of artists that I hadn't really been that familiar with. And watching them play, I was like, ooh, okay, let me go see what they really sound like. Because literally, if you're watching it online, some of the audio was a little bit sketchy, right? Like I was kind of like, okay, this audio, especially with Shania Twain and Harry Styles, what happened to her audio as she started man, I feel like a woman, she's coming down the stairs and literally I couldn't hear her. So I actually saw some people on Instagram and Twitter that posted pieces of that performance and the audio was way better in the crowd than it was coming through the broadcast, which is a really interesting concept. I mean, that happens a lot, right? So in any case, there were a lot of artists that I just recently kind of discovered. They got on my radar. So now I have them on my playlist. And that made me think of how many times people listen to this stuff at Coachella because it's such a big festival. And they generate playlists of their own and how many streams that actually netted. And that was 11 million streams. So yeah, being a Coachella artist definitely gets you more streams without a doubt. And even if it might not be like a highly searchable performance, I even noticed that the search results online started to flare up for people that I absolutely knew nobody was searching for before they played Coachella. So even if they had maybe 500,000 fans or, you know, a bunch of fans on their Spotify and it was like under a million fans, they started to be more searchable online as a result of Coachella. Just another like tidbit of information. So do you want to know which songs were most streamed on the Coachella playlist? This is across all of the listeners. So like Spotify just kind of generated this random figure to figure out who were the top artists that landed on user-generated playlists after the last three days, after the weekend from Coachella. So topping the list, can you guess? I mean, 
I know that I am I am a super fan of this man now after seeing his Coachella performance. I've never seen him in concert before. I reviewed two of his songs on music video for our YouTube channel. And after seeing him perform live at Coachella, I literally am a super fan. I'm like, wow, he is dynamic and amazing. And that is Harry Styles. Yeah, he was like at the top of the list. Watermelon Sugar is actually the number one song that people selected for their playlist. And can I just say, like, on my YouTube video, you guys were like, is Harry Styles gay? And why? Because his outfit looks like something that maybe um, Queen would wear or something. Why did you think he was gay? Because he's dancing around. It's such a crazy stereotype. I mean, here we have a young guy who has such a huge presence. He's free. He's not like, you know, he's not like uptight and standing on stage, not doing anything. He's just, just bouncing around and having such a good time and enjoying his debut moment at Coachella and putting on a massive concert, by the way. I mean, it was so good that literally my mom was sitting next to me watching and she said, is is Coachella like the name of Harry Styles concert? So it's now Harry Cella because <laughs> there's no way. He blew that first night out of the water. I mean, I watched a lot of, of the um, performances and some were good. Some of them had a little more stage presence than others, but a lot of people just kind of like stood there or just sung their song. And then you get to Harry Styles and literally... I mean, it is glam up. It is crazy rock and roll. It is just, he did it like the Rolling Stones, man. He was just great and so on that the man was on fire. And I was really excited by that whole like performance, right? Between Shania Twain and just him, you know, topping off some new songs for us and also doing a performance of As It Was, which I absolutely love his energy in that. I mean, I just want to get up and dance around myself. So it was really high energy. And so Harry Styles is the number one. So who's at number two? Billie Eilish. Happier Than Ever is the song that most people selected, which is interesting to me that that's the one they chose, you know? So Billie Eilish had a really good concert as well. She had some guest stars. It wasn't as dynamic and certainly not as lit as Harry Styles. I mean, it was kind of like, to me, it was a bit anticlimactic and I really like Billie Eilish, but it was a little bit like low, too low key for me because she was trying to be higher key, right? A little more grungy, a little more edgy, but the energy seemed like in comparison to what I saw from Harry Styles the night before, it just kind of fell short <laughs> compared to it. And that's why I think Harry just like, he went in for the win for sure. And that's probably why he's, his streaming numbers are so high. But still, she did a good job. It was kind of dark. It was kind of like, uh, I don't know, a little bit moody, but definitely Billie Eilish, you know, theme all the way. Uh, the second, the third one is Tori, what, Toro, Y moi. <laughs> you guys kill me with the name. And Flume. And the song is The Difference. I did not see that performance, but Swedish House Mafia at number four. I did see that one featuring John Martin. Great job, by the way. And John Martin's been like kind of 
I don't know, showing up in quite a few things that I've been listening to lately. I don't know why. Don't You Worry Child is the song that everybody has been selecting for their playlist on Swedish House Mafia. Um, Joji is the next one with Gimme Love, Jamie XX Romy with Loud Places, Doja Cat with Get Into It, and Givian with Four Tonight. Amazing that those were the top ones, right? That like some of the, there were so many artists and so many great voices out there, yet these are the ones that were the top streamed from Coachella. Those 11 million streams made up mostly of these specific songs. That's crazy numbers. <laughs> All right, so Spotify also revealed to Digital Music News how much Coachella, that lineup announcement, actually impacted the music streaming rates for those artists. Coachella announced its lineup for 2022 festival on January 12th. So several artists featured on the lineup saw their music streaming numbers spike on that day and from that point on. On the platform, following that announcement, some of those artists saw the numbers up by 300%. 300, hello. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's huge. It's really hard for me to believe that Coachella just returned after literally two years of being canceled. Seriously. But you know what? It really did return with a bang. I mean, like there are some big highs and also some big lows. So I'm going to do a quick little rundown of all the highs and lows of Coachella this year. Right here, right now. From Harry Styles to Billie Eilish to Swedish House Mafia with The weekend. I mean, the festival was really really fun and it was it was full of surprises it really was with cameos from Justin Bieber I actually got to see that Rika Nasty Gorillas new music from Harry Styles I mean I actually recorded it I'm going to do reviews of, of all of his performances on YouTube very very soon I've already popped up one for you Carly Rae Jepsen, who is actually on my playlist. She had new music out. Megan The Stallion sung a new song as well. The, I mean, and the fashion. Hello? Fashion was crazy at Coachella this time. I mean, can I, can I go on some more about the disco ball jumpsuit that Harry Styles wore? Because I really love that. It was so great. It made my night. Seriously, I had no idea I was going to like it so much. But I love his performance so much. And that outfit was crazy good. Again, he's not gay. But he particular. you know, a lot of the fans were telling me, on my YouTube channel that he's he's really specific about not being not gay and not being not straight. So like he doesn't want to be labeled. So don't try and label him based on the fashion. Never do that. It's just not a good way to be <laughs> at all, guys. All right. All right. So they got absolutely lifted watching things like Rico Nasty emerged from the Dojo Cat's flaming stage in a latex devil costume to rap Tia Tamara. I mean, who wouldn't like that anyway? That was a really good moment. But I mean, compared to some of the other moments, I mean, there were a lot of good moments. So Dojo Set was already an absolute trip. It was contorting like pop alchemy into heavy metal magic with a little bit of 
like high energy. <laughs> I mean, it was just, there was so much going on that I really felt like this was the Coachella that we had missed for two years and they were trying to make up for it all along the way. Do you know what I mean? Let's just talk about Anita because literally on the live stream, it was kind of sad for some of the others that came before Anita because all I kept seeing were people showing up to the live stream saying her name. It must have been so annoying, <laughs> literally. It just it was just like Anita, 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 <laughs> all the way down the live stream. It was just constantly popping up her name. But this is like a Latin American force, right? She is amazing. She made it really clear at Coachella. She is on her way to becoming a main pop girl everywhere else. The Brazilian superstar who dropped her explosive new album, Versions of Me, days before the festival delivered this mind-blowing set with top tier twerking and three outfit changes which how she got three outfit changes in I have no idea I mean where did she change <laughs> they must have been like literally doing pop-up tents behind the behind the stage it was uh, that must have been nuts even a brief cameo with uh, Saweetie for their hit faking love song the only downside to the performance was maybe Diplo's presence um, in the third part of the set, it was kind of like lack, lacking luster just a bit. I don't know. I, I still felt like it was, Anita was really good. I just felt like it was a lot going on and not necessarily in the right way, right? It was just kind of like a lot of twerking and a lot of like bringing the butts, <laughs> which is fine, except it's just, I think they can work harder than that. <laughs> this is like well I don't know I mean the butt twerk is not a really easy move to make well we'll talk about that some other time let's talk influencers because there's always a lot of influencers at these things and that's where the drama happens why because you had like this well first of all they didn't really plan to get millions of people from the dusty parking lot to the festival. It was like a mile track so long, which probably the average fan kind of complained about, but the influencers complained to death. I mean, TikTok, if you look at the For You page on TikTok, it's ridiculous. I mean, it is all firsthand accounts about three days of flooding TikTok with complaints ranging from there's not enough water to there's not enough shade to the rudeness of the organization and the absence of overall security and the basic safety measures that were not met and the lack of bathrooms and the lack of like VIP space. I mean, just all kinds of crazy stuff. There were even a lot of reports and um, videos of influencers pulling rank on other people, cutting others in line because they have more followers and crazy stuff like that, which always goes on among the influencer community. There's always those people that are like, oh, I have a million followers. So what? I mean, did you buy them? Because like, why do you need to cut a line? Why would you do that? Invite, well, in any case, some were invited for free. Some were obligated to post. Some had to buy their wristbands. Some had to, well, most had to walk a heck of a long way. But yet, celebrities like Kendall Jenner, Chloe Bailey, Shay Mitchell, 
Kim Kardashian, they were all there and they didn't seem to have any problem getting in or out. Of course, they probably took helicopters or something else. Maybe they rode elephants. I don't know. But in any case, Revolve, which handles a lot of the influencers, um, hasn't done any response to all of those TikTok videos yet. But man, there are a lot of complaints. Let's just face it this way, though. Like, as opposed to one of those other revolve events that we don't want to talk about at least they weren't trapped on a tiny desert island this time (laughs) at least they were just at Coachella (laughs) you know as a watcher from home though seeing this whole thing just kind of move through the internet and looking at it from YouTube's perspective what was the deal with the influencers that were being interviewed in between the concerts it was so strange it was like It was like with all the YouTube hosts that are out there and so many people were actually there. Why did they choose those people? Because the people they were interviewing were so ridiculously awkward. It was like, they kind of were like, what are we doing here? (laughs) They didn't even know what they were doing there. And they were like, there was no conversation. Literally the interviewers looked awkward and the people that were getting interviewed looked really awkward. There were a couple of conversations with some of the... um, the artists right after they got on stage and uh, the questions were like, okay, but it wasn't really anything to die for. I kind of like tuned out most of those interviews and I certainly am not doing any reaction videos to any of them, which is really strange because you would think with all the people that were there and all of the YouTube creators that are available these days and would love to do that, why would they choose those people to do all of the introductions and the interviews because it was just it lacks so much luster I can't even get over it really you know Phoebe Bridger's um set was really amazing that was another one that I really loved two indie rockers just were so good together they really really were good Arlo Parks Phoebe Bridgers, she did her new song in this whole set on Friday, and the harmonies were gorgeous. I mean, literally, they were just so nice. I really loved, it was just such a, I don't know, I felt like it was like a starry-eyed kind of like moment. It was a Coachella moment. (laughs) Let's just face it. Sidelines was the new single, and it was just beautiful. Now that one's written for a Hulu series called Conversation with Friends. I have not seen it. I actually, if it's on now, I should probably go and check it out because I have not seen that. And I do like, I like Hulu. I like Netflix. I like Amazon. Okay, let me not digress. I did catch Arcadia, Arcade Fire. Arcadia? Arcade Fire. I, you know, I have not been a fan of that band. I can't even like pronounce their name. (laughs) I don't know why, but they joined the lineup last minute. I didn't expect them on the bill. I watched quite a few songs thinking that I was going to really want to just do some reporting and reviews on them, but it just, for me, it just didn't do anything. Like it was just not a headline thing. Now, if you're a fan of that group, obviously you were crazy, right? Because they got a really nice big time slot. But I feel like it was just a lack of energy, you know? Now, 
a lot of people thought that they brought the energy. But for me, not really being acquainted with this band that much and not being like a huge fan of their songs that much, they had some catchy stuff, but it was, it just didn't do it. I don't know why it didn't blow up for me. And if you notice, their streaming numbers didn't really blow up. They weren't on the blow up streaming number list. <laughs> the blow up streaming number list had a lot of other artists and they were not on it, unfortunately. So I don't even know. They didn't report if their numbers rose by 300% like the rest, but, or like by quite a few of them, but I can say I was not a huge fan of that one. Now, there were some other ones like Little Baby. I loved his set. His was great. He looked amazing. He was all in white and silver, and he just did such a great job, and there were some other ones like Megan the Stallion. That was really good. She did a really high-impact kind of thing, you know, doing some new music too. And I really did enjoy hers. I thought that it was different. It was really fierce. She kind of like had this attitude on stage like, okay, so this is what you want. So there, I got it. I gave it to you. How do you like that? And then she walked off stage. (laughs) And finally, coming to the end, finishing out our three-day set of amazing music was The weekend. Yes, that was really, really good. I loved it. He did such a good job sang with the London rapper Dave, who delighted fans with inviting a fan on stage to perform the 2016 hit single, Theajo Silva. But here's the thing. Everybody found out that Spike from London, who is the youngster that was up there singing, was the son of Notting Hill director Richard Curtis. So what was he doing up there? I don't know. Maybe they're just friends. Who knows? But Swedish House Mafia with The Weeknd was a blast. Billie Eilish was also a really great performance. And Harry Styles led my top on this list, all of which had over 300% increases in their Spotify plays from the minute they hit the bill. All right, guys, that's it for me with the rundown from Coachella. There's so much more to talk about, but I don't want to keep you for too long. This is Jacqueline Jacks with the Daily Jacks. Come hit me up on YouTube, guys. I will catch you again later. Bye.